he leads us Like a father he feeds us He is the great I am Oh As we come into his presence Confessing him as Lord His Holy Spirit guides us He feeds us with his word We are seated at his table Partaking of his love Children of his kingdom Purchased by his blood Oh, like a shepherd he leads us Like a father he feeds us From the morning to the evening Till the sun rise again Like a shepherd he leads us Like a father, he feeds us, oh yes, he is the great I am. Like a shepherd, he leads us, like a father, he feeds us, from the morning to the evening, till the sun rise again, like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us, oh yes, he is the great I am. Like a shepherd, he leads us, like a father, he feeds us, from the morning to the evening, till the sun rise again. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. You may be seated. Today, I want to share with you about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is the power of God that you need to work for God. Unlike when you are appointed as a district chief executive or an, a member of parliament or a doctor or a lawyer, you don't need anointing for that. You need wisdom knowledge, experience, and so on. But when it comes to the work of God, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Bible, we have clear examples as to why you need to be anointed. The first reason why you must be anointed is so that you can 
fulfill your ministry. In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So, you cannot, the power you need to accomplish not the power and the might it's not power and might but it's the holy spirit that is needed the second reason is because jesus christ himself waited for the holy spirit before he the children disturb me the baby crying disturbs me it actually disturbs me please All right, you must be anointed because Jesus Christ waited to be anointed before beginning his ministry. Remember, when Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, then he began to preach. So if Jesus himself waits for the anointing, all of us must be interested in anointing. Amen. Number three, you must be anointed because the apostles of God, of Jesus Christ, they were not able to do anything for God until the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. And then they were able to work for the Lord. So you must seek for the Holy Spirit and for the anointing. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit. That is why God uses all kinds of people once they are anointed. Educated, uneducated. Black, white, red, yellow. If I look at the people that God has used in Ghana. Do you see? You see that he has used um, I I don't know where um, uh, Bishop uh, Archbishop uh, Danka Williams is from. Is he an Ashanti? Huh? Is an Ashanti? Or is a Fanti? I don't know where Dr. Otabel is from. He's from where? He's a Fanti. Reverend Eastwood is from where? He's from Volga. In different places. Reverend Sam Kranchiankra, I think. Is he a guy? Yeah. So we have different. It's not any tribe that God is using. God uses all tribes. Then he uses all countries. Benihin is a Palestinian. Even Palestinians have been used. Do you see? Oh, yes. Uh, Yongicho is from Korea. The biggest church in the world. Bishop Adeboye, Reverend Adeboye is from Nigeria. He's uh, Nigerian. Um, T.L. Osborne is an American. Billy Graham is an American. 
So he uses different countries. You don't even know which country he's going to use next. So the, but the common denominator is the anointing. And God anoints every type of person if only you believe in the anointing. Now, apostles and disciples will, will do well to seek for the anointing. Most pastors don't look for anointing. You know, when we come and have a crusade like this or a campaign like this, people look and say, oh, they have money. You see, but um, people have had money for years and they haven't done much for the Lord. People have had money for years. Maybe you don't know. You know, many years ago, a pastor told me of the amount of money that he had. Uh, I was surprised. One day I met a pastor in um, America, and he told me that he had 300 houses. Yes. He had 300 houses. Not that somebody who was sitting in front of me told me, I have 300 houses. Yes. Oh, yes. So, money is not the reason why you hear of somebody doing something for God. People have had money for years. Yes. One day, somebody told me, he went to preach somewhere, and he told me what they gave him. But when, when they told me, I was surprised. I will not say it here. But it was amazing. So as for money, people have had money. There are some people, if they are going to preach, you pay $400,000 down before they come to preach. $400,000 US dollars before they come. Some people charge $50,000 for one night of preaching. If they are coming for three days, it's $50,000 a night. Apart from aeroplane, first class ticket, this, and all the assistance and everything that they bring. Oh, yes. Money is not anointing. And people have swim, sw- been swimming in money for years, but it doesn't mean they will do something for God. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, the Holy Spirit came on the disciples. Then Elisha is the one who has done more than anybody else in the Old Testament, more than Elijah. And he too, he didn't do anything until he was anointed. The Bible says it came to pass that Elijah said to Elijah, what shall I do for thee before I be taken away? And Elijah said, double portion. I want a double portion of your anointing. So when Elijah was taken away, Elijah picked the mantle that fell down. And he tried the mantle on the river Jordan. And he saw that the mantle had some power in it. And the river Jordan parted in two. And he walked on dry land and went through. So... Uh, Elisha did great things because he was anointed, not because he was educated. You see, many pastors are not educated. Many pastors, and even 
many prophets are not educated. And um, you'll find out that uh, in terms of ministering, uh, when people have problems, mean rich people, political people, high up people, they don't look for education. They look for anointing. So that's why you can see a very important person going into a hut, crawling under to go for prayers. You'll be surprised who has crawled under to go for prayers. They don't look for education. What education does is that it makes your ministry last longer and go further. Yes, but not that in the power that you are ministering, it's more powerful, but it makes the ministry go further. You see, like this is an Assemblies of God church. You see, Assemblies of God is a church which has gone further than most churches in Ghana. Because Assemblies of God uses uh, some important principles of education that they add to the anointing. And that makes it go further and go more. Yes. You see, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on Azusa Street, it was poured out and there was a black man who was involved called um, William Seymour. So he started a church called, they started a church that came out of that, the Church of God in Christ. It's made of black, black Americans. And there were white people part of it. But one day the white people came out and started their own church, and that was Assemblies of God. You see? Uh, so Assemblies of God started from there. And Assemblies of God, you know, they, they use more uh, educational, I don't know what word to use, forgive me for the right word, but you, you just go to school also. You have to go to school. There's a Southern Ghana Bible Institute. You must go there. You, you can't just be an Assemblies of God pastor. And you can't just do anything in Assemblies of God. You can't. That's why Assemblies of God is one of the biggest churches widespread. That's why it's here in Dakbanduri. And many other churches with big, big names, founders and presidents are not here in Nakbanduri. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Yes. So, education just makes your ministry go further, wider, and it lasts longer. It's, it's education that will make somebody hand over his ministry to a council. Teaching. Like Jesus did. Or like Pentecost did. When their founder was alive, he handed over and went away. But our style of leadership, you sit on it forever. And that doesn't allow a certain 
long-lasting ministry. Amen. Amen. Number five, you must be anointed because King Saul was transformed into another man when he was anointed. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6 says, You shall be turned into another man when the anointing comes. Now, based on how you are now, you can't be used for much. Do you see? How you are now, you can't be used for much. You must be changed into another man. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. You see, every time you see the president speaking, you get it. Ask yourself, if I was the president... Can I speak like this? What will I say? Uh-huh. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Then you realize that how you are now, you can't be the president. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. How you are now, you can't be the president. Some things have to change. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you understand E-Levy? And do you understand the economy when they say the CD is depreciating and whatever. Do you understand all these things? So can you be the minister of finance? You can't. <laughs> so something has to change before you can become those great positions. Are you with me? In the same way, in the same way, before you become a great minister of God, some things have to also change. Some things have to change. Some things have to change. Some things have to change. And the Bible says that Saul, who was following donkeys, had to change. And he changed by the anointing. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6 says that, And thou shalt be turned into another man. Another man. You see, that man that you change into is the man who can be maybe the president or the minister of finance or the bishop or whatever. Something has to change. Some things have to change. Yeah. Because how you are now, you, you, you cannot. Do you see? One of the things that I like doing when I look at, at, at television, I see when the people are, the important people are speaking, I ask myself, so if I was, the one, what would I say now? What would I do now? It helps you to see what you are not. And it helps you to see how hot you are and how you need to change so many things so that you can become something, you know. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit helps you to change into another man. Amen. And then also, number six, you must be anointed because King David... The anointed psalmist, you see, he said, Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He said, Whatever you do, don't let the Holy Spirit leave me. You know, don't let the Holy Spirit leave me. You know, one of the things that we need most of all is the Holy Spirit. And David knew that it was the Holy Spirit that made him uh, great. 
in Jude verse 19, the Bible says, These are they who separate themselves, having not the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest signs that the Holy Spirit is not with you is when you separate yourself. When you separate yourself from the company that God has given to you is one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is not in you. And that's what David was saying. Don't take your spirit away from me. Don't take your spirit away from me. In other words, don't let me become someone who separates himself. Yes. Don't let me become somebody who separates himself. Take not your Holy Spirit. These are they having not the Spirit. You know, these are verses that you must remember. Having not the Spirit. They don't have the Spirit. If you have the Spirit, you will not separate yourself from valuable and invaluable uh, company that God gives you. Because... You see, the reason why you should not separate yourself is because God will not do anything to you or for you without using somebody. So when you separate yourself from important people in your life, you have now separated yourself from the agent which is going to bring you the blessing and the change that you need. So when you separate yourself... You, you, you are doing the exact opposite of what the Holy Spirit does. Well, the Holy Spirit is always building you up and leading you to good places. So, that's why David prayed, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take your Holy Spirit, don't take your anointing. In other words, don't allow me to separate myself. Don't allow me to separate myself. So, David there is the Holy Spirit that he Needed. In Psalm 89, he said, you have anointed your chosen one. In the midst of your people, you chose him. And you anointed him. And you blessed him. So, the anointing is the main thing that made David, David. David was anointed three times before he became the king of all. Each time he was anointed again, it took him one step further. There's nothing like one anointing. I have been anointed a number of times. I was anointed uh, when I received the Holy Spirit in, as, as a student. Uh, well, I was filled with the Spirit, and I began to speak in tongues. I was a student in uh, Achimota School. I think it must have been around 1979. That is when I, I received the Holy Spirit. I was in form, I think I was in form, form four. Form four. And um, I received the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. Oh yes. That was when the Holy Spirit began to influence me. And then I received an, an, another anointing when I was in Suhum. In 1988, which was about 10 years later, when I was uh, a medical student, and one night I was praying, and I had a tape recorder. I was listening to preaching messages, and as I was preaching, as I was praying in the middle of the night, 
something jumped out of the tip and entered my belly. I felt it actually entering me. Yeah. I didn't, not in my mind, in my, I felt it in my, in my belly entering me. And then I heard a voice. And the voice said, from today, you can preach. You can teach. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, my life changed from that day. You see, that's how come I can teach. Teaching. It's from that anointing to teach. That's how come I can teach. If, 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 if I had not received the anointing, I would be a dry Bible teacher. I would be like a psycholo- psycho- psychologist. Is it a psychologist or like a psychologist? A psychologist. Or I would be like a philosopher or a school teacher. I would be just like a university lecturer. There will be no difference between me and your lecturer in school. Oh, yes. But the anointing makes the difference. Anointing makes the difference. Amen. Then another time, I was um, praying in my house when I saw that the healing anointing I have two, two occasions when I, three, actually three different times, when I felt the healing anointing coming into my life for healing, the healing ministry. Yes. One was in Ghana, one was in another country, and one was in France. Three different times. Yes. Each time I was praying, I was waiting on the Lord. And then I, I, I felt that God was anointing me to, to heal the sick. Yes. Oh, yes. And I remember when I went to preach in Colombia one time, um, The pastor who organized the crusade was not sure who should preach. But when he put me on the first day, they said, the anointing, the healing anointing is so strong that they needed me to be the preacher for all the five days. Yes. <laughs> that was the, one of the first times I saw that. So, you keep being anointed. Yes, we keep on being anointed by the Holy Spirit. And that's why Jesus, even after uh, he rose from the dead, he just received the Holy Spirit. Then after the day of Pentecost, they were there and another Holy Spirit came on them. Then again in Acts chapter 4, they were praying and the place was shaken where they were praying and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the same people. The same group kept being filled. They were breathed on. They received the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost. And on that, in Acts 4, when they prayed, when Peter was let go, they prayed and the place was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So you keep on being filled. Uh, they were filled three times. David was anointed three times. And there are many 
anointings and sometimes gifts that are added to your current gift. Yes, to your current gift. Because if you walk with God, you start to find that gifts keep on being added to the gift you already have. Why? Because he says you have been faithful with one talent. Take this one. You have been faithful with two talents. Yes. Faithfulness makes God give you more gifts. So I, I am more gifted today than I was 30 years ago when I started planting churches, branches. My first branch was in Geneva. The first branch of our church was Geneva in Switzerland. The year 1992, October, and we are in 2022, so it's 30 years ago. But the gift that I have is more than the gift that I had 30 years ago. I have more gifts. If I look at my life and my ministry, I'm, I can see myself operating in more gifts, gifts that I didn't use in 1992. I didn't even have, I didn't even know that I would have them. Oh, yes. One of the gifts is writing books. I didn't, I've never written a book in 1992. I've not written any book. Oh, yes. The first time I wrote a book was in 1998. Yes. I've never written a book. When God told me to write a book, I didn't take it seriously. And the Holy Spirit told me that if you are serious, eh, employ somebody to write. Employ somebody. And I didn't know who to employ. So I saw someone and I said, come. Come and start because I heard something and I became a bit scared the way the voice was. It was a little type of scary voice. The Holy Spirit has scary voices. Or else, or else, or else, or else. <laughs> so the anointing of the Holy Spirit is very important. Now, you know, when I was coming here to preach, uh, let me finish point number seven. The anointing is essential because Moses refused to go into the ministry without it. He said, Lord, if I have found great favor, eh, do not send me without the Holy Spirit. If thy presence go not with me, carry us not out of here. Moses also was depending on the anointing. So I don't see how you are going to do your ministry without depending on the anointing. Amen. So when I was coming here today, one of the things that I, I was thinking about was that people don't believe that it's the anointing. You know, one day somebody told me, he said, most successful people were born at a certain stage, age. Yes, he said, most successful people. He was trying to explain why I am successful. (laughs) 
Then he mentioned a number of people. And he said, most people who were born in this period have become successful. That's why I'm successful. Yes. And I think he was giving the age of different people. And he said, that's why you are successful. Because you were born in that era. So that is the reason for your success. Another person, he said that he was thinking that the reason for people coming to the crusade is the Oyibo factor. Do you know Oyibo factor? The white man factor. Yes, the Oyibo factor. Oh, yes. Different ideas. Everybody has a different idea why things are working. Some people feel that it's working because we are in Accra. Some people said the crusade is working because it's Africa. Africa is just easy. When you stand there, people will come. But we are in Africa. Have you not been having crusades? You have a lot of crusades. Do people come to the crusade? You see, people don't even come to your crusades. (laughs) They don't come at all. We are having crusades. People are thinking that maybe the pictures of the crusade is not this picture. Maybe it's somewhere else. Because they're asking that, are there such numbers of people in Nakpanduri or in uh, Gushegu or in uh, Bunkurugu? Do we have a lot of people like that in Bunkurugu? But when they are doing their voting, don't they see the people? Oh, yes. Now, to conclude my short message today, I want to share with you that once you seek the anointing and you get become anointed, because many times we are anointed, like if somebody says, oh, I have not felt something. Yeah, you see, the reason you have not felt it is because you don't believe. There is no forward movement without faith. A day has to come where you believe that you are anointed. Oh, yes. A day you must also believe. <laughs> we all pray. We all pray. Are you not a man of God? Yes. Are you not a man of God? Yes. So you, you, you do you not pray? <laughs> you have to believe. Are you not a man of God? Yes. You have to believe that you are anointed. When you go and pray, you have to also believe that God has anointed you today. As you are standing there, you have to believe. Somebody attended the crusade of Braham. And as he was sitting there, he said, ah, I can do this. And he became anointed. That's T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne was there. He saw Abraham preaching and doing miracles. He said, I can do this. Yes. And he felt that the voice said, I can do this. And that's how he became an evangelist. You, you, you don't have faith. When you go and pray, you don't even believe that God has spoken to you. In fact, you don't even believe that God has heard your prayers. I don't even know why you are praying. I have gone to pray and I come and I said, I believe that God has given me anointing. And then, uh, why are you angry with me? How does it, how have I, uh, does it mean I'm more special than you? How come you don't believe? I think that many people receive the anointing but don't flow with the anointing that they have. Yes, they don't flow with the anointing. So I want to share with you a, a little about flowing with the anointing. I have a book called Flow with the Anointing. I don't know if it is here. Is it here? I don't think so. 
Okay, I don't think he's here. All right. Now, flowing with the anointing is very important to flow with the anointing. All right. Now, because the Holy Spirit is um, invisible, the first thing is to know whether he is present when he is present. So you need to know that he's here, he's not here. And then if he's here, you have to flow with him. These are the two problems. So one of the things, you have to believe the Bible. The Bible says, those who separate themselves do not have the spirit. So immediately we have one clear marker which tells us when anointing is not there. Separating yourself from the brethren is one of the clear signs that you dear, the spirit is not with you. I mean, you dear, don't even start at all. There's not even anointing. If anything is, there's devils. It's true. That is very important for you to learn. Now, anything that will show you a sign that the spirit is there, you have to believe in it so that you walk with it. Because you can never see the Holy Spirit and you can never really feel the Holy Spirit. You, you can't be sure what you are feeling. So, one of the ways to know where the Holy Spirit is to look at the effects when the Holy Spirit comes on people. Like for instance, when the Holy Spirit came on the disciples, they started speaking in tongues. So that's one of the signs of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Another sign is evangelism. Because they, 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 they preach and won 3,000 souls in one day. And he said, the Spirit will come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. You'll start winning souls. So one of the signs of a pastor who has the Holy Spirit is soul winning in that pastor. <laughs> Having conventions, slaying people, and not winning souls is, I'm sure the Holy Spirit is there, but I don't think it's the same way that the Holy Spirit is present as it was in the book of Acts. Having conventions, not winning souls, not doing altar calls, not knowing how to preach salvation is a sign of the absence of the Holy Spirit. I don't care how anointed you are, how many uh, handkerchief you hold, oil you hold, Vaseline and everything that you are using, it doesn't compare with the Bible declaration that you shall receive Vaseline. You shall receive Vaseline, towels, oil, falling down. None of those things you shall receive. You shall receive power and you'll be witnesses. You'll be witnessing about me to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. Honestly, we all cannot see. If if the the Holy Spirit is on me, you cannot see. You can never know. I can say the Holy Spirit, but it is not true. Every man of God can say he has the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit is follow the Bible way how to see the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. The more you speak in tongues, I believe the more you have the Holy Spirit in you. The more you are evangelistic, the more I believe you have the Holy Spirit in you. Look at all the dead churches. None of they don't win souls. You will never be converted. There is a church. There will be communion. There will be a pastor. They will preach. They will share the word. They will read the Bible. They will sing hymns. But no, you will never be saved. You will never be converted. Because there's no Holy Spirit. The church is dead. That's why a church it will be there. It's not easy to close it. Those who want to close churches, they they are they fight in vain. You are not new. You are not new at all. Trying to close down churches. You should have learned from history that you can't easily close down a church. So you must learn to flow with the Spirit by first of all identifying the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, because we are limited in how to see the Holy Spirit, God has given us various symbols by which you have to also accept that you will relate with the Holy Spirit. Symbols like oil, blanket, mantle, wind, river, dove, all these help you. The Holy Spirit is not just a person whom you can talk to, but he's also these things and God gives it to us so that you can flow with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you don't learn to flow with the Holy Spirit, you know, you, 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 will not, you will never really walk with him, even though you are anointed. Because, for instance, if the anointing is getting stronger, you can't say, God is getting stronger. God is, is, is getting stronger. God is getting stronger. How can God get stronger? God is strong. He's not getting stronger. <laughs> but if you learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and see him as a wind, you can say he's getting stronger. Like we were on stage the other night and the wind was blowing the chairs off. We said that the wind is getting stronger. I can feel something is getting stronger. It means you are able to flow with the anointing. Oh, yes. If you don't relate with the Holy Spirit as a river, you cannot say something like, I'm going deeper. <laughs> yeah, how can you, how can you, is it you, 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 you can't, you can't see him. But he has also told us that he's a river. How can you go deeper? Can you go deeper into a human being? Or a person. No. But you can go deeper in the river. So we can say, I'm going deeper. Beautiful. If you don't relate with the Holy Spirit as a wind, you cannot say, breathe on me, Holy Spirit. How can... How can a person breathe... I mean, how, how, when a person breathes and say, receive the how can God be somebody's fuse? 
Do you know what is fuse? Or breath? How? This carbon dioxide, whatever that is coming with COVID, that they are using mask and all that. You say that is God. Receive God. So, you must learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, number one, flowing with the Holy Spirit, flow with Him as a person. Learn to talk to Him. Yes, you have to believe. You have to believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken. Amen. You have to believe that he is standing there. How can I say that I believe he is here if I don't relate with him as a person? So you will recognize the presence of a person. There are times you have to know as if somebody has walked into your room and you flow with the Holy Spirit as a person. Amen. Then you must flow with the Holy Spirit as a wind. He said in Acts chapter 2, there came a sound. All right. Now when I say flow with the Holy Spirit as a person, John chapter 16 verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. He shall speak and he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit will actually be speaking as a person speaks. So you will learn to speak to the Holy Spirit and he will tell you things. Amen. Yes. I am always speaking to the Holy Spirit. And I'm always hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me. Oh, yes. Number two, you can relate with the Holy Spirit, flow with the Holy Spirit by relating with Him as a wind. Now, how do you relate to Him as a wind? Acts chapter 2 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house. And in John chapter 20, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Ghost. In other words, the breathing. Now, how does it help you? How can you flow with this wind that is blowing on you? One of the things you have to do when it comes to wind is you must recognize the gentle pressures. Do you see? It, 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 it brings things to your mind. Yes. Yes. You know, since I've been up here, uh, from starting from Chiriponi, we started to feel some winds. <laughs> and it, it, it tells you something. Without words. Without what? Without words. You feel certain things, but without, and it's pressure. What you feel is pressure. Pressure. 
So you must learn to detect that you are under some kind of pressure to do certain things. You. you feel, you know, every time the wind blows, then we start, Charlie, let's preach quickly because this, it can turn into a, a rain. And you feel the pressure, you get it? Yes, of the Holy Spirit flowing. Go, go, go outside, brother. Hey, go, go outside, go outside. Amen. So, learn to follow certain pressures of the Spirit. Amen. Number three, flow with the Holy Spirit as a dove. Amen. And the Bible says, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Amen. Yes. Like a dove. You see, when you flow with the Spirit as a dove, you have to learn how to relate with something that is like a bed. It will just go. It will just go. With the slightest movement and the slightest somewhereness, it will, it will go. But that, that's how the Holy Spirit... You see, if I come to talk to you about the anointing, something that is precious to me, no one here can explain to me how I am here today, except you use the Holy Spirit to explain. You can never explain what I have, what I have, I mean, where I have come to in the ministry. You can never explain it except the Holy Spirit. So it's the wonderful thing to me, the slightest we are not interested in what you are saying. I'll be out of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And the, the Holy Spirit, you notice that it's not that, but it is a dove. So you will learn to flow with the Holy Spirit like a dove. Even to tell you what I'm telling you, I don't feel like telling you, but I feel I should just say, but I wouldn't even say it. Oh, yeah. Explain how I'm here. Explain how we are here. Explain how we are here. Explain the miracles on the, on the stage. Explain everything. You can't explain anything. Only thing you can explain is the Holy Spirit. It's very wonderful to me. As soon as you look like you are not interested, it lifts like that and it's gone. It's gone. You don't want to talk about it anymore. You want to find somebody who, who wants to talk about it. That's why we rarely talk about these things. Since God gave the Holy Spirit to me and has been working with me, it's like there is somebody with me and there's something with me that I'm flowing with. I feel little pressures like wind moving me in a particular direction. I feel the sensitivity, how suddenly certain things take away that presence. It's just gone. Just somebody's attitude, somebody's face, somebody on the phone, somebody with a different attitude, somebody sleeping. It's like goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, yes. Explain how I'm here. Is it by education? Is it by education? Is it by money? Is it by my color? I shouldn't even be a successful minister in Ghana because I cannot preach in Chi or Ga or Dagbani or Ewe. I can't do it. But I'm here in Ghana. Prevailing. My churches are growing. The whole country is filled with the churches. Yes. I shouldn't even be successful in Ghana. 
Explain how I'm here. Explain it. Apart from the Holy Spirit. Explain it. Try to explain how we can come here and be here for, for, for weeks campaigning for Jesus. Oh, yes. A number of politicians have asked me, how, how do you get money to do all this? They are, they are thinking we, are, we have, must have millions to be able to be doing such campaign. Because when they do their rally, the people don't come. Hmm? And they pay, they give everybody T-shirt and 50 cities. Now, number four, flow with the Holy Spirit. By flowing with the Holy Spirit as a mantle. What is a mantle? It's like a blanket. Second Kings chapter 2, and he took the mantle of Elijah. And he took the mantle from Elijah, the mantle. Now, a, 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 a mantle makes you feel warm and comfortable. And at ease. Are you with me? Warm and comfortable and at ease. Since I became anointed, I flow where I'm comfortable and at ease. You see, I'm teaching you, I'm at ease. When we are having miracles, I'm at ease. I'm not tense. I'm not tense at all. Whatever is happening, I'm not tense. There's nothing that I'm doing that I'm tense. I'm, 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 because when you are covered with a mantle, it's like you, you are even being comforted. And when you go out of the mantle, you start to feel cold. You need, you need something. Something is missing. Something is wrong. It's like you are bathing with your clothes on. When you are, when you are operating outside your anointing, it's like you are bathing with your clothes on. There's something wrong. Yes. When you are in the anointing that God has given you, it's easy. Somebody asks, how do you do all these things? I, do, I, don't, I don't feel uncomfortable. When I go outside that anointing, then I become uncomfortable. Oh, yes. So, you need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and flow in where you sense the comfortability and the ease and the, 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 the warmth that comes with that mantle, comfortable and at ease. Amen. How do you know? I don't know. But I tell you, when I was in Suhum, the Holy Spirit said to me, from today, you can teach. And that's it. And I've been teaching. Even when I preach at a crusade, I'm teaching. You see that the gospel that I explain is teaching. It's all the teaching, the same thing. From today, you can teach. Whether you are teaching evangelism, you are teaching this, you are teaching. You see that you understand salvation more. Every night, you understand it one step better. Is it not true? Even I understand it better. When I hear myself preaching, I understand it better. Because the Holy Spirit is teaching me as I'm preaching. I can't, I can't pretend that I know all the things I, I say. All the things I say, I learn them. Beautiful. Now, the Holy Spirit flowing is flowing, flow with the Holy Spirit as you flow with oil. Oil. Oil makes you move with ease. 
So you see, these are very gentle things how to know that you are at ease. How to know you are at ease? Because the oil makes the machine work easily. The machine is working easily. Yes, and beautifully. All right? So oil makes things easy. Beautiful. Easily. Amen. Flow with what you see. The Holy Spirit is making it easier. That's why sometimes, even when I'm going to transfer people, I say, go here, go here. You know, I always ask people, are you okay with this? You don't like it, you know, because you have to flow also with, with ease. Yes. With ease. You have to flow with ease. The oil makes the machine turn easily. More and more easily. Are you listening to me? Oil makes everything tasty. Amen. Fried rice is different. Fried anything is nicer than boiled. Boiled fish and fried fish. Fried fish. And what? Fried rice and boiled rice. Fried yam and boiled yam. Fried yam. So when you are preaching and you are anointed with oil, you see, it's nicer than when you are not anointed with oil. And there is nothing like a preacher who does well who is not anointed. It's because he is anointed that the preaching is nice. Yes, it's because there's some oil somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you see that it is the one thing that attracts people most to a church is the oil in the, in the food. Let's say a restaurant is the one thing that attracts people most is the food that is sold at the restaurant. You cannot tell me that your restaurant, the lights you have put there is what has made people come there. It's the niceness of the food. So that's why anointing is the most important thing for a preacher because that is what will make your preaching nice. It's the oil. It turns all your food that you are delivering into fried rice, fried yam, fried egg, and boiled egg. Fried egg and boiled egg. Fried yam, boiled yam. Fried yam. Fried plantain and boiled plantain. Yes. Chili willy. Fried chicken and boiled chicken. Uh, So the more anointed, the more people are attentive. Yes. The more people are attentive. When people are sleeping when you are preaching, it should always worry you. It's a signal. Actually, that's one of the signals I use to, to, to stop preaching. It's my number one signal. That's when I know I have to stop. The anointing is no more there. Yes. I mean, there are some natural things that should make you sleep. But the first five minutes they are sleeping. 
become an, an I say become an anointed preacher. Become an anointed preacher. You'll be a deliverer of fried chicken, fried yam, fried rice, fried plantain, fried egg, fried of everything, fried with the oil, soaked with oil. Oh yes. Hallelujah. Sit down. Flow in the anointing. Flow with the Holy Spirit as though he is water. I tell you. Now, water is something that you must recognize. Now, it's Isaiah 44 verse 3. He says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Amen. Now, water is something that makes you thirsty. You need water. You want water. The absence of water makes you thirsty. So you start longing for water. Charlie, I need water. I'm thirsty. Watch out for your longings and your yearnings. It's, it's, God is using, you see, try to flow with the spirit. The spirit is the water. And he's making you long for things. You know, it's not natural to desire certain things. When you long for something, my soul searches for you, longing for thee. These are spiritual longings for the Holy Spirit by God. And you see, blessed are the hungry and they that test. They that test and hunger. They shall be filled. It's when you are thirsty for God that God meets you. That's why I can preach to people who are not interested and nothing was going to happen. But a thirsty person, a thirsty person who is longing, longing for a word, longing for the word, longing for the spirit, longing for the anointing. It drives you. I was longing for the anointing. So I went to Benny Hinn's crusade. I went to America, found where he was doing a crusade, and I went there. Yes, hunger and thirst was driving me. I went there, sat there, watched him how he came. I used to avoid Benny Hinn doing crusade. I have more Benny Hinn videos than anybody else, than any other person, videos. More than any other videos in the world. I watch him doing crusades. It's something that I yearn for. I long for the anointing. There are services I know this is the type of anointing in this service. I long for it. It drives me. You see, since the Lord anointed me, I've been following my yearnings and longings. I'm not preaching to, this is not a preaching to nursing mothers. Or just people who are just in town want a blessing. I'm talking about anointing for people who want to serve God in a certain way 
you have to you have to recognize that now I am longing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh yes. There are times I long just to be with God alone for one week. Oh yes. You know, I wrote a song which says, I can't get enough of you. Because I realize that I can't get enough of God. I realize that three days, I can't get enough of him. Seven days, I can't even seem to get enough of him. Two weeks, I can't seem to get enough of him. It drives me, it leads me. I'm cooperating with the Holy Spirit. I'm flowing with the anointing that he gave to me. I'm flowing with the anointing that he gave to me. When I see that I'm longing for something, the spiritual things, I can see that the anointing that came on me in 1988 is working. And I'm following it. Oh, yes. I try always to follow the Spirit. Oh, yes. I try to follow. You see, if you think you see the Holy Spirit as a man standing and say, okay, do this, do this, do this. You, 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 you wait till you are 80, 90 years old, and you will still not see it. The Holy Spirit doesn't easily appear and speak with an audio voice. These are the things you have to learn. That the way the pressure of the wind has been coming, you better go this way. Or the way the longing and the desire, you better follow that one. And if you don't believe all these things, you will never cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Longing for messages. Flowing in the anointing is relating with the Holy Spirit as rain. In Hosea 6 verse 3 it says, He will come to you as the rain. Yes. When you flow with the Holy Spirit as the rain, you learn to operate with something that comes in seasons. Yes. There are seasons with the Holy Spirit. It's a season of this. A season of this. Recently, we had some issues, and then the Holy Spirit whispered to me that, oh, oh, it's a season. I'm purging. I'm purging. I've decided to clear some things. I'm, I'm purging. I, I became calm. So it's clear. And I, I keep on waiting to hear who is the next person to be cleared. I'm just watching as they are clearing the people. Yeah, they clear one, two, three, four, five. I say, wow. Each time I hear of a new, I say, oh, this is a clearing because I know that it's a season for that. And when that season is over, we'll carry on to the next level without all the people that have been cleared. Yeah. It's a, it's a season. When you flow with the Spirit, you will we always... Because wind, rain doesn't come. Look, we have been here. All the rivers are dry. Dry, 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 dry. You see the bridge high in the sky. You wonder why it, what it's there for. But it actually overflows. It's a season. When the Spirit is... So the rain, when you are flowing with the Holy Spirit like rain, you become sensitive to seasons. Like sometimes I have seasons where... God is speaking to me through Derek Prince or through Bishop Oedipo or through somebody else and it's only that person and I sense the season of this. So you start to recognize seasons, 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 seasons in your life. 
seasons in your ministry, seasons in what you are doing with God. Yes, you recognize it, and you will not be disturbed. You know that oh, this is this, this is. So I'm so I just watch. I'm just watching to see who will be left when the thing is over. I'm just waiting to see when it's over. Who are those left, and who are those who are who go out of this from this season? Yeah. It's just, I actually want them to go because they are going to make it quickly, quickly end the season because they have all been clear. Because it has to be clear. Oh, yes. It has to be. It's like magic. One after the other, I see this one. It's out. You out. You out. You out. You out. You out. Like that. And it's finished. Yeah. Flowing with the rain is flowing with seasons of growth. You see, growth doesn't come all the time. It's not green all the time. Right now it's brown. But when the season comes, uh, <laughs> you'll be surprised. It just gets bigger. And the Holy Spirit starts to move. And you realize you don't even have the explanation for why it is growing. Oh, yes. You know, I remember we started churches in the French countries. Hey, first of all, we couldn't even have even one person who speaks French. A pastor who speaks French. It was very difficult. And then all the churches we had in the French, they were not growing. Then the rain came. Then they started to grow. All of them started to grow. All of them started to grow and get bigger. Yes. Now there are some countries, our church is the biggest church in that country. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. French speaking. The rain is a season. So expect your season. Expect the season. The Holy Spirit is working. We started churches in different nations, but I know when the season comes, when the season comes, when you learn to flow with the Spirit, you know that it's a season for this thing. It's a season. The season has come. Flowing with the Spirit. And flowing with the Spirit as a river. All these are mentioned in the Bible. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Wow. Now, rivers are something that is going in a particular direction. You know, when you get into the Spirit, you see that the only way... I don't know if you have swam in a river before. Have you swam in a river before? Huh. Huh. You better know how to swim before you go and swim in a river. Because where the river can take you. So when you are flowing with the rivers of the spirit, you see that he is carrying you somewhere. And you better flow with the river. You have to flow with the... You see, most of the things the Holy Spirit does is guidance. Guidance. Like with the wind, it's like a little precious you can feel. But the river is like, it's actually carrying you. It's like, this all that seems to be happening. All that seems to be happening. All that seems to be happening. One day God began to expose liars to me. Deceivers. It was like, like magic. Many different people. Not one. Many different, different people. "Ah, You are also a liar. You are also a deceiver. It was like magic. It was, a river was just carrying me and, and showing me different scenes. 
Because when you go down a river, you see different. When you go to, I've not been there before, but I hear. When you go to Egypt, when you go on the Nile, you can go down on the Nile. You see different things at different pl- places. Oh, yes. And the River Rhine, which is where I've swam. I've swam in the river, that River Rhine. It's in Germany, Switzerland. I've swam in that river before. It, as you go along, there are ships that take you. You see different places, different things. So when the river is carrying you, it starts showing you different things that is just carrying you through. Ah, if you like, resist. Resist. And you see that you are only tired and you are not making progress. You're only what? Tired and you are not making progress. Hey, please, if you don't know how to swim, don't go to any river because you'll be too tired. And especially if you go paddling a boat. One day I took a little boat and I went in a small river and I thought that I, when I saw the people paddling, it looked easy. Honestly, I regret. And when I, from today, if I see any boat with a river and I should use my strength, I will never go in it because where it took me, eh, the work that I had to come back, it was not by the time I came, I've done, I mean, so much exercise. <laughs> Let him carry you. Let him carry you. Once you get into his flow, let him carry you along. Is this what he's doing? Is this what he's doing? Is this what he's doing? Is this where he's carrying you? Is this where he's carrying you? And you don't resist him. And you flow. All the things God has done for me. He taught me to have camp meetings. I just teach people for, from morning to evening, morning to evening, morning to I just, I didn't do other things. Conventions. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I just teach. I said, oh, I, I will see you till next year. So I have to teach you continuously. I didn't know that I was planting churches. I didn't know. I was just flowing with what the Spirit was doing with me. Oh, yes. That's why today I can take you to seven, eight different cathedrals in, in Zambia. Across different, different cities. Not just churches that you say in classrooms, but with cathedrals and offices in different cities from the south to the north. Oh, yes. Or in Mozambique. All over. Different, different nations. And you mentioned the country. Oh, yes. So, I didn't know what I was doing. I was flowing with the Spirit. And when you are in the river, anything that comes in the river, you also take it. I was there, and different people are, you see, the fish, they come. And you see, the Holy Spirit has brought this person to you. (laughs) When you go fishing in a river, you catch what comes. What is moving with the water. You catch it. So, there there are people that God has brought to me. say, oh, wow. Nice one. Wow. This one is quite slim. Wow, this is a big one. I flowed with the people that God has given me. Oh, yes. You see, my type is not common in my church. What is my type? I'm a half caste. I'm half Ghanaian, half something else. I'm neither Chi nor Ghan nor Adangwe nor anything. Enough. Enough. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> God has put different fish in the river. And from the time that I met my assistants... Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie, and then other people, they just come as in the river like that. They are all welcome, fish, welcome. And I, I didn't bring them. They, they want to come. They have been carried to me. I shouldn't catch it. I shouldn't catch it. 
<laughs> the river of the spirit will bring many wonderful fish into your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. Flow with the river by jumping into it as it is moving. Flow with the river by jumping into it. Amen. You can swim, relax, and just allow like a, a, something that is stronger than you. Stronger than you. And it's, that's what is happening. That's what is happening. Allow it to happen. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 47, I just want to say one more thing. It said in verse 3 that the waters were to the ankles. He was walking in the river, but the waters were to the ankles. What does it mean? You are walking and the water is just to your ankles. That means that 90% of your life is outside the supernatural. Yes, 90% of the things you do is outside the river. Because you, it's only up to your ankles. So you are more like a logical person. Do you see? Just thinking and reasoning. That, that's why you look at me and, and, and reason with me and say that it's an Oyibo. What, do you know what is Oyibo? Oyibo means what? White, white man, yes. It's a white man. That is why the church is working. Oyibo factor. Because 90% of your life is outside the water. It's, you are only in the thing up to the ankles. Oh, yes. Yes. I pray that your involvement with the spirit is not up to ankles. Oh. Then the next verse says, They the waters were to the knees. He walked further, and the waters were to the knees. Yes. Which means that 75% of your life is outside the water. Outside the supernatural. Maybe your teaching is outside the supernatural. Maybe your finances is outside the supernatural. I would prefer to have my financial life inside the water as well. Otherwise, it's just subject to the natural. And the natural of here, there's not much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Up to the knees is still better than the ankles, but still 75% of the things of your life and your ministry are outside the supernatural dimension. You are not experiencing the supernatural dimension when it comes to most of the things of your life, most of the, whether it's your teaching, whether it's your finances, whether it's miracles, whether it is your personal life, whether your marriage, the supernatural is most of the things, most of your life and ministry is outside the supernatural. It's just up to here. It's maybe only when you speak in tongues that there's a supernatural part of your life. That's all. <laughs> 
Then the next verse, verse 4, it says, And he said to me, Go. And he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the loins, halfway, half of your ministry. Are you there? Yes. Half is influenced by the Spirit, and half is logical, what people say, what this one says, what your wife says, what this person says, what they are doing, what is happening in Ghana, what is the economy, what is the north like, what is the south like, what do they speak language, all that is just half of you, half. And maybe certain parts like the finances are outside the water, that is the outside the supernatural. Oh, yes. Are you listening? Now, are you ready to go deeper? Are you ready to go a little further into the river? It says, in verse 5, it says, And afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river you could not pass over, for the waters were risen. Waters to swim. Waters to swim. Wow. You know, human beings were not created for swimming. We were created to walk on dry ground. So once you get to the place where you are swimming, you are doing something supernatural. You are now fully supernatural. So when you allow the Holy Spirit to take over more, you all aspect of your life is now supernatural your movement, your life, your living everything and that is the realm that you are looking for now your finances will also be swimming in the supernatural your preaching will be swimming in the supernatural your miracle life will be swimming in the supernatural even your marriage and the marriage problems of your life will be affected by the supernatural because you are now fully in, it's not just a small percentage of your life It was waters to swim in. Waters to swim in. Waters to swim in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, when Satan wants to fight you, he will look carefully at you. That's why it's called familiar spirit. Look at you and say, this guy, let's look at him and see. That's what they did to Daniel. They said, this guy, how can we get him? And they said, we can only get him concerning something about the law of his God. Let's make a decree to catch him praying. That's the only thing we can get him. So demons study you and see what are you like. If you are a womanizer or you are used to sex in a certain way, that is it. They will study you and say, oh, they will bring a brown colored girl for you, color brown. Or if you are into ebony black, they will bring an ebony one. Not everybody has developed such tastes. But when they study you and they realize that you, how the girl looks will take you, it matters to you so much. They will take you on. Oh, yes. They study you. Yes. 
and take you on. And you see that you are being taken on in the marriage area. Most pastors, it's either this or this or that. Sometimes when they are good, they are not into immorality. Then you see that it's the marriage. When the marriage is okay, or they are, not in, they are also not into immorality, then maybe there's a sickness. Some other problem. Or when there's no sickness, there's no marital problem, there's no immorality, then you see that maybe it's a financial problem. But there's always something. There's always something. Yeah. So if you don't get fully into the swimming mode, where so that the supernatural, let, let's take on every area. Let's not leave out any aspect or leave the devil to have a free hand in any part of your life or your ministry. Yeah. Because you see that although everything else is working, because of the one area that he has, you have left for Satan as though that's not a spiritual area, that's what is always pulling you down. That's why you need to get from uncle to 75% to 50%. Just go in and every, let everything come under supernatural re-evaluation. And redetermination and reorganization supernaturally because swimming is not natural for a human being, it's a supernatural dimension and a supernatural way of existing. Allow the supernatural to affect all the aspects. Derek Prince said he has had two good marriages, and few pastors can say that. And he said, in both cases, I allowed God to choose my wife for me. Oh, yes. He chose a woman, the first wife, that could be his mother, 25 years older. Oh, yes. But he said he had a good marriage. And few people can say about marriage what he experienced few people few and he said the reason is because he did not want to choose a wife for himself he said I am not a good judge of human character I am a poor judge when I see people I think that a bad person is a good person and I think a good person is a bad person so I'm not good at judging character so I don't want to judge uh, human character so I let God choose one of them was 25 years older and the other one was in a wheelchair oh yes from, from backache from backache when, when he entered the house where he met his second wife she was in severe uh, what do you call it from back pain she was in a wheelchair and she was having severe back problems oh yes and she had been somebody's wife before oh yes oh yes 
Are you, I'm talking of swimming. I'm talking about swimming. Allowing the Holy Spirit. Never say, oh, this aspect, let's talk about church growth. Let's, let's leave out this area. There's nothing like leaving out any area. Every area must come under the anointing and under the power of the Holy Spirit. Allow the, the waters of the supernatural dimension to affect every dimension of your life and your ministry. Verse 6. Flowing in the anointing will let you see many trees. He says, son of man, when I return, I held at the bank of the river were many trees. The trees are the people that God raises up around you as you flow in the anointing. Trees of righteousness. So as the prophet was flowing in the river and they went down, you see trees. Next time you see a river, when we went at Bunkurugu, uh, um, we went to look at the river. Even though the river was gone because it's a dry season, there were big trees by the side of where the river is. You see, when there is anointing, there will be, there will be big pillars, trees. God will give you people, things that stand around as a result of the anointing that is released on your life. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. You cannot force a tree to exist. Yes, it comes because of the river. The first time I saw it, I was in Panama. I stood by a river. I said, hey, this river is so blessed. All by the side of the two sides of the river, green, huge trees, and the river was in the middle. You see, you are wondering why there's nobody in your church. River is not flowing there. River is not flowing there. You are wondering why certain people are not coming to your ministry and to your church. There's no water. There's no river. One day I went to a hotel in Zimbabwe. When I got to the hotel, I asked, what, what, what do you have here? He said, oh, here we have something special. I said, what is it? So we have, come, I'll show you. They took me to the balcony. The restaurant was there, then there's a balcony. When I looked down, down, down there was water, like a small, not a lake, but like a water hole. Oh, yes. And the rest of the place was brown. I said, this water is what we have. I said, how does it help the hotel? He said, this water is going to bring all the animals in Zimbabwe here. Yeah. So we went there, and they come and come and see. Then you go and you go. Elephants, plenty. They have all come to drink. Then we go, there's other animals, different lions, they all come there. Water brings, you see, the reason you don't have elephant members is you don't have the water. You don't have the water. You don't have the water. The water will bring the animals. The water will bring what you need. The power will bring them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So that hotel, we just enjoy looking at animals. They will come and say, hey, elephant. They come and drink, then they leave. So you don't have to go and search in a car for the animals. The animals come to where the water is. May God send everything you need to your ministry because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Trees of righteousness. He says, by the river were many trees. Many trees. Many trees. Many trees, many trees, 
many trees. Lift your hand and receive many trees. Many trees. Many trees. Many trees. Lomboro Sataramanda Libede. Ramaki Kotobos. Restremendo Ramal Parazino. Matusima Gerebego. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you. Zandala Baba. Lift your hands and pray. Thank you. Mandi. Now, the next one. Please. I've not finished. I've not finished. The next one. It says, and in verse 8, and these waters go to the eastern part. And the waters of the sea become fresh. Yes. Become what? Become what? Freshness is entering your life and your ministry. You know, freshness. Many of us need something fresh. You see, church becomes stale quickly. One day I went to a certain country and uh, I went to buy bread. Hey, the bread is nice. The bread is nice. The bread is nice. But one day I bought the bread and I didn't eat it in the morning. The next day I said, I will not buy bread. I will eat this bread. When I held the bread, the bread was harder than iron rod. The bread was harder than what? Iron rods. Oh, yes. I never knew that that bread is only for a few hours. You cannot use it the next I mean, you can, but you cannot eat it the next day. That's why they buy every day and they bake every day 4 a.m. For him, every single day, including Sunday, they bake. Because we have a lot of bread that we can eat two days after three days, we see that bread. But that place, I saw that after one day, you can hold and knock your head. Come, come, come. You see that? You can, even, you can keep it as a weapon in your house. You just hit somebody. Some of you, your messages are Oh bread, oh bread, oh bread, oh bread. You lack the spirits, you lack the waters that make it fresh. He says, and there will come freshness in the waters. Freshness in the waters. Oh, yes. Most of my pastors teach from my books. I teach them to they should teach from it. That's the right thing. But you see, you need fresh. I'm, I'm, also, I'm also teaching from my book. This, my book, is what I'm, I'm preaching from, flowing the anointing. That is the book I'm preaching from. Yes. I myself am blessed by my own books. <laughs> I'm reading from my book. Oh, yes. I'm swimming in the supernatural. I say, I am not only 50% supernatural. No, 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 no. All deeper into swimming and flowing into freshness, freshness of the river, freshness. Even the sea water is fresh when the river flows into it. The water there is different. It's fresh water mixed with the sea water. Fresh, fresh. You see. When you see a river in Switzerland, eh, you feel like going to bend down to drink the river. 
is clear. Oh, yes. It's the, the stones have been washed. They don't allow pollution in their rivers at all. The water, you will feel like going to drink, to put your mouth and drink cold, fresh water from the river. Very, very nice. Clean and fresh. May the Holy Spirit make you clean and fresh. Yes. Walk in cleanness and freshness of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And then it says, and when the river flows, it brings healing. It says, the waters shall be healed. May there be healing in your life. Healing in your life. Everything, look, it's not possible to stay without wounds. You know, one day my mother told me, she told me, she said, all of you, she was talking to us, the children, all of you, I've taken all of you to the hospital to sew your wounds as children. I said, really? What about me? She said, oh yeah. And she showed me. I will not show you. She said, all of us, you all have wounds, cuts on your face, on your head, different a child, this world, you can stay here without being hurt, without something happening that has hurt you or that has affected you, then you are not a human being in this world. But he said, when the waters come, there shall be healing. You'll be healed. And it will be as though nothing bad has ever happened to you before. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Receive the supernatural mothering grace of the Holy Spirit to heal you of the things that pain you and the things that have hurt you in your life. And number eight, it says, and with us whoever the rivers shall come shall live life. Yes, life. Receive a longer life. Receive a longer life. You are living longer than originally estimated. You are living longer than originally estimated. You are living longer by the Spirit of the Lord. Flowing in the rivers of God. Flowing in the rivers of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And finally, where the rivers go, there shall be a multitude of fish. Ah, money shall come into your pockets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Money, multitude of fish. And then the fishes shall stand upon it. Multitude of work, multitude of souls, multitude of money. Whichever way. You know. One day I was watching an American fisherman. He went in his small boat and he caught one big fish and he came and they weighed it. And I was listening to the price. About $1,000 or $5,000 for that fish that he has brought. Yeah, one fish. So you see, you may not know when you say a multitude of fish, it's a multitude of money. 
and souls. Souls. That's why I want my ministry to flow with the river of God. When you flow with the river of the Holy Spirit, you, you know, God told me, give your books away free. Yes. Since I started writing, I don't do books as a business. No. No. Oh, yes. It's free. People don't believe it. <laughs> yes. Business from the where? You know the business I would have done? My father was running a hotel. After gold mining, hotel business is the second most lucrative business in the world. Really? Yes, hotel. And my father had a hotel. It's not writing books, I'm coming to start a business. I was already into business. I've, I've run a hotel before. Oh, yes. When the Holy Spirit said, let it be. Let it be. Give it. Beautiful. You'll be shocked. Flow with him. Don't leave any percentage out of the water. Stay in the water. Swim in the water. Let the water flow. Let yourself flow with anointing from today. Father, thank you for the blessedness for your pastors, the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the mighty presence that we feel all the time. Thank you for the chance to serve you. Thank you for the blessedness, oh Jesus, of serving you in the anointing. Help us to flow with your spirit from today. Let everyone who is part of this service in any way receive the blessing of the rivers of God. Flow in the river. Flow with the gentle dove. Flow with the breeze and the strong winds of the spirit. Flow with the mantle and the warm comfortability of the anointings and the giftings that the Holy Spirit gives to you. Walk in your grace. Walk in your grace. Be strong in the grace. Be strong in the anointing. May you go from ankle to knee, knee deep. And from knee deep to loins deep. And from loin deep, may you start swimming now. May every aspect of your life your ministry, your marriage, your finance, your business, whatever you are doing, be soaked into the mighty and wonderful Holy Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I want to make a special appeal to you, uh, not appeal, invitation for those who would like to go to the Bible school, an Akazo Bible school. This is a great opportunity. Take it. Flow with the Spirit. Flow with the river. Flow with the gentle breeze and pressures of the wind of the spirit. Don't do anything odd that will make him lift and go away from you. Let him carry you to where he is carrying you and walk in his blessing. Father, 
Bless these wonderful pastors. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.